0: Thank you. Welcome to this week's episode of So Rare Ramble. I'm joined, as always, nearly always, by Chris, a.k.a. Bullstar, and Ryan, a.k.a. It's Haber. This will be the Christmas show, so we've got a few, you know, different things in mind today. Next week, we'll do an end-of-year show where we'll sort of review positives from So Rare over the course (laughs) of the year. Some people reckon it might be a short show. I reckon with us three talking, it will still be a long one. No,
1: I think we said shit show. (laughs)
0: very good
1: (laughs) sounds about right right how's it
0: how's it gone this week then chris start with you so on the whole pretty positive for me
2: um i completely wasted i'll just have a quick look now i completely wasted my uh players um i've been talking about targeting the worst team in Europe for every single week uh, at the moment, Rudez in the Croatian League. Um, Rijeka pumped them 3-0 at home, and I managed to have three the players in there. So I had Tony totally Fruk, captain, with a 92. I had Jankovic in midfield, who got an 84.4, and I had the keeper, Labrovic, who got 66.5. I stupidly played, I don't know why, but I played Deleva, who got an eighty-four. As captain of my 240, and then I don't really have a fifth Rieka player again, stupidly. Um, so I, I messed it up, put them in U23 with two guys, Alvarez and and Oddenthal, who scored badly, and I didn't get anything out of it, which was just bad on my part. So that was a, a, a the bad part of my game week that I was annoyed about. The good was part... it even more
0: frustrating to see the the winners of a lot of the tournaments have Rieker players. Like, yeah. like, so
2: rare were posting it, weren't they? That, uh... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I posted it to you after the game and just said, I can't remember the exact words, but I swore at myself and basically <laughs> referred to myself as an idiot. Um, I knew you'd scold me for it, and, and you know, rightly so. Um, I think I am learning that there are certain game weeks where just play a stack and stop trying to be clever and overthinking it, basically. Um,
0: it is tough, though. So, I mean, you, you could have played a full stack if, you, if you'd had a full stack. And, you know, there could have been one player that let it down, you know, and yeah. you did, you ran a pretty decent team in U23 as well. So it wasn't like you were running like two average teams. It was a decent team still. It's just obviously um, Alvarez didn't fire, did he? So
2: Yeah, and Alvarez had that big chance missed in the first five or six minutes of the game as well. And, you know, that, that was a, a big... Swing, I suppose, in the score, so you have to have everything go right, but yeah, sometimes you just got to go for it. And and again, I mean, the scores in, in the competitions I would have played them in U23 and, and Challenger were high anyway, so it was a tough, tough game week to do well in and get a, a top reward anyway, really, in, in those comps in limited. And um, where, where I was really pleased is I entered. Uh, um, Cap 240 rare for. I had a check on this, for, it was for the first time I've entered that competition since game week 365, which was back in April. So, um, I've gone in in the past couple of weeks and started buying a few rare players. Um, kind of stuck with what I know, which is um, aging Argentinians and aging South Americans, which is has typically been my hunting ground for value um, over the years. So, I have picked up um, Jorge Brun, uh, the Rosario central keeper um, who I'm hoping signs a new contract in the next few weeks. He's been really, really good this season. And then I kind of fell into it. I wasn't really planning on, on, you know, playing um, that comp before the end of the season. And I just started picking up Rosario players. They're just cheap, you know, sort of between five and 15 pound um, range for rare players, all old guys. Um, A lot of them have been signing new contracts in the last few weeks. I started picking them up. Found I'd got four players I could use um, at the weekend, and then just basically picked up the cheapest starting forward I could, could which was a, a forward from Ross County called John White. Um, and yeah, I hit the hit the threshold,
0: got three hundred seven point four points. Um, if first... you don't mind, if you don't mind me asking, what yeah. what was the total amount you paid for that in sort of uh, hard cash?
2: Yeah, and I worked it out it was one hundred and forty five pounds that teams cost me, and it's returned like 40 quid straight away in one game week so you know the ROI is crazy really in, in rare at the minute I know a few people have been talking about the capped comps at the minute and that, that rare 240 is probably the best ROI in the game and I think that's just you know testament to it yes I'm taking a bit of a punt and a bit of a gamble on, a, on an older keeper but you know that that's kind of gone with a lot of research that's gone into it and and my hunch is that he will sign a, a new contract in the next few weeks. If he doesn't, I've taken a gamble. It hasn't worked, but I think for I mean, the keeper was ninety quid for a starting rare keeper. Who's, so I think who's very I think he stays as well yeah. from research I did as well.
0: But... Yeah, second, and they're price, also in
2: Copa yeah. Libertadores next season.
0: Yeah, so, no, that's um, good. You know, good mid, as well, mid- midweek that kicks yeah. off early as well, doesn't it? So. Yeah,
2: and and again, that was my thinking with Rosario is that you know they're cheap. They're going to have so much utility going into next season. Um, and I've already got you know five six players that are all, already you know rare players that I can use in in the uh, in the Libertadores as well as at weekends. So I should be able to you know churn those thresholds up nicely in in theory, providing he stays.
0: Nice.
2: Yeah, I was well I was well pleased with that. It was a good result for me.
0: Second question: What's the average age of that rare team? <laughs> <laughs> I checked, and literally there was more more people closer to my age than there were to Ryan's. <laughs> I mean, if you know, it's a running joke with a few people that, um,
2: you know, I've been speaking to on so rare for, for a few years and I said to you, you, you know, you took the mickey with me on it and I said, this is this is my sort of area where I've had success the last few years playing the game and, and there's a hell of a lot of value in older players. People generally, a lot of managers are very scared and don't like older players and again, I mean, you know, I did a bit of research into it and three of them have signed new contracts, Malcora, the centre back Quintana, I think it is. You know, they signed new contracts for, for next season already. So, um, and they start they start every week. They play the same guys pretty much every week. Um, you know, Quintana scores really well. Mallow next to him, Martinez, those three have all signed new contracts and Malcora. So I don't think there's a lot of risk there. The only risk is is the keeper with Broome, really. So um providing he stays on. I think it's um, it's quite clever to target older players really and and, and that's where you'll find value. You know, and we get a lot of questions every week about how do you move up divisions? How do you go from limited to rare? But, you know, this is kind of a, a good example of it. Buy off-season, uh, buy America and Asia players now and look at the older players because they are good value and you'll you'll find um, good options there if you have a look.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that, you know... The- I hear on a lot of podcasts people talking about moving up to super rare. Got to get that super rare wreath. You know, you've got to get the threshold. And yes, that is good, but that can still be expensive. And as Chris has proven this week, you know, for between 100 and 200 quid, you can build a rare team that can do thresholds. And yes, that's the end of the season for his rare team. But that's one of the reasons they were so cheap. But they come back end of January. Literally, you know, they're like... Four weeks until the season. Four or five weeks until the season kicks off. And as you just said, they're going to have a couple. of uh, is it Libertadores? Or yeah, they're
2: in Libertadores as well. Yeah, so they're going and to have got, uh, Sudamericana. America. They also, you know, now now also, so recovering Sud covering Sudamericana, which is basically the South American yeah. equivalent of the Europa League. So there's loads and loads of South American teams that are in those competitions. So yeah, you know, that that's what I would say is, is find that value there. Look, look at Asia. Look at America at the moment as we kind of touched on the last few weeks and, and there's there's a hell of a lot of value around at the moment.
0: Cool. Right, let's move over to Ryan then. Ryan, how's your week gone? How are you to start off with? Have you fully recovered from your trip to America?
1: Just about, I think so, yes.
0: And I hear that you've actually infected uh, young Pierce Jr. as well now.
1: No. <laughs> that wasn't me. That wasn't me. That was that was all Sean, I reckon. <laughs> Sean had it first and then gave it to me. And i've took it home with me so if anyone else has got it it's very short. because i wasn't there i didn't have it long enough to to infect anyone I, I had it for one day whilst i was there but i'm fine now pretty much i still got a bit of a cough but that, i think that'll be here for a little while it just happens when you get old
2: and it yeah um, did you try that um did you try that old-fashioned lemon and honey remedy <laughs> that i recommended
1: no i had a i did try a bit i had a bit of lemon sip ah, got next to me.
2: that's the new version of of the traditional lemon and honey you so. say yeah
0: did
1: you try but... a whiskey that I recommended? <laughs> <laughs> no, what did I do? I was I i was dying for like one and a half days. Like Monday and like half a Tuesday was awful. It was really I was really, really bad. But then apart after that, like after having some paracetamol and just getting some sleep, I was all right to be honest. It was it was a bit rough for a couple of days, but yeah, since getting home, I've been I've been fine. I also Quite funnily enough, like, I have I feel like I've barely been eating since getting back because I had so much shit whilst I was there. (laughs) Like, so much junk food. I feel like I've barely been eating.
0: Did you go full American when you were there? I love American breakfasts. Literally, I'll go there and I'll have, like, pancakes, waffles, and, like, literally the works, like, a whole, like, jug of maple syrup on everything.
1: I did, kind of. Sean, PSU just loves pizza and wings, so I thought I would just have that every day. Like, it was just pizza and wings every day. I was like, you know i'm i'm a bit di- like I, I don't mind a good pizza but i like quite traditional hearty food as well so like it yeah after a little while i was getting so bored of the same food over and over again it was just it got a bit too much for me so i've I've kind of actually been eating really well since i got back just because i don't want to go near any like takeaways or anything so um but yeah how what about, game you, what
0: about you game week
1: game week went fantastically. Obviously, the week before, one cup 70 super rare. I know you guys spoke about it on the pod. I listened back to that. So, and I actually did really well. That, that unique I won, managed to sell pretty much the day after for 0.6 ETH. So... Pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, you take those. I, I was a bit worried as well with him because he was from bloody Choo Choo. And obviously, the, their chairman had just karate-chopped a flipping referee. I thought they were going to get... Some kind of sanction. So I just got rid of them straight away. But yeah, this week I, what did I do? I got a super rare threshold again. I think that's I like three in a row now. So fantastic. Love that. Then came 17th and all star rare plus. Got a tier one rare and another 100 and some of the quid from that. Ended up with a game week of about 350 quid in just ETH. So I was absolutely buzzing. Nice. Um, Who did I you get as your
0: reward. I, I know. And I'm sure our yeah. listeners know, but
1: go on. Fucking Evan Ferguson, man. I mean, look good is he a good player with great potential i would yeah. say i
0: don't get why you're upset by that because i think
2: he's a good player you know is yes. it a rotation it's it's the fact that in the pool
1: like so he's worth about 170 quid at the moment right guy above me got ferre hernandez he's, he's worth 270 the the players below him in the pool were a mixture of 50 and 70 quid more than him like he was he just shouldn't have been where he was he should be a, he should be either a high tier 2 or a very low tier 1 but for him being quite a high tier one, it's just it's just annoying because it's every week. It's just looking at the pool and seeing these random players that should not be anywhere near where they are is just jarring. Especially like if I played in twenty three, yeah, it'd be a cool card to have. I have I don't have an interest in holding on to cards for a couple of years for them to get a big move and turn good. I want to sell them and buy players that fit my gallery. And if I'm losing out on a hundred quid of value, it's just annoying.
0: Yeah, no, I completely understand. I think that the the way that rewards are evaluated on Soares' and is done over a relatively long period, and I think we spoke about it just before we came on. That uh, Evan Ferguson actually was quite highly rated and a lot more expensive, even proportionally to where like all cards have gone down. But he was more expensive than like the drop he's had. So you know, I think he could be a decent card in the next sort of six months. Th- that loan three years, but. Like Joe Pedro's worked his way into the squad, hasn't he? And he's been doing pretty well recently.
1: So it's just tough because it's like look, the lad's got an L50 to 39. He scored three goals in about three months. And Welbeck's back now. Joe Pedro's earning his spot in the side. It's unlikely that Ferguson's going to, you know, start every game and, and score a bunch of goals. I mean, Ireland now don't have any international utility because they're out of the Euros as well. So it's like, it's just one of those cards where I think he is a really good player. And I'd take him at United as well. I'd love him at United. I think he's a really good talent. And, you know, I've got an Irish roommate who, who would fucking love to win that card. But for me, he's just not a card I want in the gallery right now. He's not a card that I feel I can ever use in any competition confidently. So if I'm going to sell him, it's now I'm, I'm taking a sort of 80, 90 quid haircut on on him. If, I, if, I, if I'd have come six points lower and got got the place lower they might have been happier you know what i mean like that's why it's annoying
0: yeah
1: and and it's paying we're all paying customers at the end of the day i feel like people forget i get i get told a bunch if i ever moan about a reward first thing people come at me is oh be grateful be grateful and it's like we're paying customers like if you get shafted it's not you know we've not we've spent our money to get these to get these rewards like it's not like we're we're playing this game for free and we've you know we've won a lottery like we, we've worked for hours and spent loads of money and and spent loads of time building these galleries to try and win these rewards. That when it happens, it's like you don't win a tier one every week. I'm not a PSU fans, so it's kind of annoying when you when you finally win a tier one. And it's not it's not ideal, but
0: yeah, no, you Looking like, back
2: at your history of rewards that you've won, do you think it tends to level out and that you you sometimes benefit more than you should, and other times you you know you win cards that perhaps you shouldn't? Because that, that's the way I've probably always tried to look at it. I think that. I I think when you
1: when you culminate it towards the back end of a season, you look at all your awards. You probably don't feel it as much, but that's because you you sell certain cards and certain positions and whatnot. Um, I feel like if you'd have kept if you if you kept every card you won over a quarter of a the season, then look back at it, I think you'd be in a much worse position than if you were selling cards frequently. But I, I like, am I going to look back in six months and be like, oh, I'm still so good that I won that? Evan Ferguson no but for now when you've when you've you know you've spent all game week getting ready for a tier one and you don't get don't get a card that you feel is like super exciting yeah it sucks all
0: right so my game week I got my um i got a podium fantastic Ooh. guess what it was in
1: um cup 240 Limited.
0: <laughs> yes <Was that> actually <laughs> it was yeah That
1: is so funny <laughs>
0: And it's not like I made a mistake and put a team in there that I thought would crush. I just put a team in there that I thought would scrape the f- would get the five bucks. And unfortunately, it was the week when literally they all went off and uh, I finished third. In fact, I could have, I was not that far off winning it, which would have been a real heart in there. Aside from that, I've been like pulling in rewards, but they've all been shit. And that's not shit as in I'm getting screwed. That's just shit as in they're like tier fives and... Tier fours, I think I have one tier three limited. But yeah, generally I haven't been doing particularly
2: well. But uh well that's I'll all been um,
1: you laugh at as well. Sorry, go on, Chris.
2: I was gonna say I've seen a friend of the show, M Pen Ten, also finished tenth in uh, two forty limited, and he posted something about it, you know, the other day as well. And we were just we were having a chat about it, weren't we, in the in, uh, in the in the chat about the whole um, experiment with the new reward box two seventy and that uh, You know, they've taken rewards out of the the prize pool in 240, and it's literally just a flat four quid you get now. And it feels like so unfair, I think.
0: I think that if they could put like a, you know, a staggered ETH pair on the podium, not, it doesn't even have to be cards. And obviously, it's not going to help me last week, but it might help the people going forward. It doesn't even have to be a lot, you know, it's limited, you know, maybe have first place gets like 50 bucks then 40 bucks down to 10th place who gets 10 bucks on top of the ETH or something like that just something that if you do really yeah. smash it you just get a little bit extra and you know i think for the sake of whatever 200 bucks it would be that you know that that's not a massive like difference but at least it gives you that sense of you know i may not, i may not have uh like won a decent card or anything but you know i've got a bit of extra ETH.
2: it feels a bit cruel doesn't it i think that you know, a lot of limited players target the 240 as their kind of stomping ground and their priority each week. And, um yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, I've never had a podium. I've had, you know, the, the best I've ever finish it, finished is sixth, three times. And if I did finish top three in 240, I'd be absolutely gutted, you know, Um, because it's just not where you want to be. And, it, and there's no there's no benefit to, to finishing third or or getting 281 points at the moment, is there?
0: yeah but you know i knew the rules going in so it's not like i've you know been screwed or anything you know the rules were that you hit 280 you get five dollars a week
1: well if you want a bit of a laugh i uh i accidentally entered the wrong cap 270 this week so i didn't even get a reward box
0: yeah no i saw that yeah
1: <laughs> i didn't realize there was a separate special 270 i thought it was just captain 70 limited so i just entered captain 70 limited and i was like Where the f- what's my reward box at the end I didn't even I didn't even notice until until 7 p.m. on Tuesday. I didn't get reward box. I was feuding.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it was a little. I find it a little bit weird sometimes. I just because I use the mobile app on my phone a lot to enter tournaments, and so you know it's not immediately obvious unless you go into the mixed tab. You know that those tournaments are there. So you know. I think you do have to be a little bit careful and I think that there probably could be a bit more of an intuitive way that they display those tournaments maybe if it's a limited tournament actually put it in the limited area yeah it isn't mixed I, mixed for me is like mixed scarcities going into one tournament
1: well on the on the desktop app like it shows up underneath the Premier League ones now I just skip past the Premier League ones straight away because I don't play them yeah so I just I just literally scroll straight past them so I I just missed it because I didn't see it underneath the Premier League ones, which, you know, but it was my own fault. I'm not, I'm not angry. It's so rare for it. I'm just like, I just thought it's funny, but yeah. bit silly from me, but.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to the EPL. Um, did you watch anything last weekend? We won't spend too long going or analysing matches. I think I, like we're at Christmas now. We're pretty much halfway through the season. And I wanted to get an idea from you guys who you think would actually win the league but is there anything you wanted to talk about from the the game week just gone
1: uh we got a great point against you yeah great point we'll really I love a point at Anfield very very it's happy.
2: sad times as a Man United fan though when, when you're celebrating a nil-nil draw at Anfield to that absolutely not
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was you know it was awful but I can remember so oh, many the there's so many matches over the years where I've sat down with a mate whether he's a Liverpool mate or you know, United fan to watch a you know massive game between Liverpool and Man um, United, and it's ended nil nil. Honestly, I, they, they used to be literally nil nil all of the time. You know, maybe yeah. 10, 15 years ago. So we've been spoiled recently. So one pretty poor game. United played well defensively. Obviously, Anana stood on his head and did he get another hundred? It was close to. If not,
1: ninety one point five. Yeah pretty decent and that Dallo red card at the end of was stupid
0: uh, it was ridiculous yeah what winds me up that sort of stuff it's like yeah. you know you give him a yellow card for you know you, the ref made a mistake but he wouldn't know that until after the match but you know if you're going to like give a guy a yellow card you've got to at least give it another minute before you give him another yellow card you can't like give him one and then 10 seconds later give him another one you've just like he's fuming you've given him a yellow card he's likely to be more fuming What's he mm. going to do? He's got to let him vent for two seconds, haven't you?
1: Yeah, silliness. Absolutely silliness.
0: Ridiculous. Right. So, obviously, that was the only important match. We've got the top four as it stands as Arsenal top, Liverpool second, Aston Villa third, Man City fourth, Tottenham fifth, Newcastle sixth, and then I will say seventh just for the sake of it, Man United. Hey! Who wants to go first and where they think the silverware will go at the end of the season i'll go first i think i'll tell you what i don't I'm say lo- united try and keep it realistic
1: i wasn't gonna say united that's <laughs> how i'd love villa to win it genuinely i'd love villa to win it i don't think they will but imagine that'd be fantastic they're only one point behind top i actually think arsenal are gonna win it i think i think top four is gonna be arsenal arsenal and then in no particular order city liverpool and Honestly, I think Villa could finish top four quite quite easily actually I think Villa have got a great chance of finishing top four I think top four could stay as it is in terms of who's in it the personnel but I think Arsenal will win it I don't think City won it this year Liverpool I think I I for me you've you've kind of rode your look a little bit in the last few games in in the sense that like you've had a couple of late goals in in certain games and I think like when you when you have that then your look comes comes to an end the other way Games like the, the the Palace game, for example, like I just I just think you get a few of them a season, and when they when those don't go your way, I think you drop points. and And I think Arsenal you, sort of after last season of will learn from their mistakes, and I don't see them bottling it like they did last season either. So, um, and City for some reason, City just don't scare me. if we played City tomorrow, I wouldn't be worried. They just seem toothless at the moment, like. I know the beaters a season and, 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 and obviously like they will do eventually a city thing where they go on about 40 game on beating streak. But I don't know what it is about and they just don't seem that scary. And then I think sort of fifth to seventh or whatever the rest of the European spots are, it's whoever feels like they want to win it. Like Spurs, I, th- I think I really don't think Spurs are, are looking that great right now. I think they had a great start to the season, but when the goings got tough, they have not shown up. Um, Newcastle are just so injury riddled at the moment I don't see them doing anything fantastic right now United I think will probably finish like 6th or something like hopefully we can get 5th and get a UCL spot because it's top 5 this season Um, so long as the English teams do well in the coefficient Um, and then you've got, I mean West Ham aren't bad West Ham look pretty solid West Ham could definitely push for a European spot Brighton could push for a European spot I don't see Chelsea doing it and the rest of the rest of the table, I think, will just fizzle out, and sort of we'll
2: see what don't, we get. Don't list every single position all the way down the league, Ryan. You can't. I think you have right. gone down to the tenth here. All <laughs> yeah. right,
1: Mister. You spent the first hour of this podcast about your fucking week
2: last week, so let's let's <laughs> relax.
1: <laughs> Fair I was say,
2: nearly as long as when PSU last week was saying every single designated player on every
0: MLS team. <laughs> hey, at least he, you know, at least he gave value. <laughs> he did. Right, let's move
2: on. Chris, what about you? I'm going to go... Top four, not top ten. Group one, yeah. Top, top four, top four. So, pretty similar to Ryan. So, I'm going to go... I think Arsenal will win it. I think I agree with Ryan on that. Uh, I've got a Liverpool second. Probably a bit biased, in, if, in all honesty. Um, City third, Villa fourth. Um, I, I am being optimistic with Liverpool. I think with Salah going to the... Uh, Afcon in January, we will miss him very, very badly, and I don't think we've got anyone who can kind of fill that hole. And depending on how long he's gone for, could be very impactful. I think City will get a bit stronger with they've got De Bruyne now looking like he's about ready to go uh back from injury, and we don't know how bad you know Harland is with this this niggle he's got really, and if he if he is going to need that operating on that would be absolutely huge to um, to their title hopes because they did look a bit toothless at the weekend without him. So, I think it all, all hinges on on probably the two key players for for Liverpool being Salah and, and how long he's gone for in, in January and how that affects us and um, Haaland's situation with, with City and how many games he's going to miss or whether he's back straight and away.
0: Who do you think out of, because like, I've actually gone for the same four as well and I sort of hate myself for it, but then... Outside of that, it's difficult to see, you know, teams, any of those teams below sort of fourth could go on a run and potentially get into the top four. I just don't see it happening because of injuries, squad depth, all kinds of things. Who out of the top four currently do you think could crack the top four and knock one of those teams out?
2: Probably Spurs, but um, just on the form we've seen earlier in the season. But I do think that, again, their squad's quite thin. Um, they've struggled a bit in the last few weeks, although they've they've been better um, recently. Uh, but Madison is huge for them, and, and they need him back as quick as possible. Really, I think he's he meant it to be
0: early it. January, isn't it for him? So
2: yeah, so I mean, you know, if he comes back in and and they can kind of, you know, um, you know, not lose anybody else, and and they're going to be a bit stronger. I think they might need to strengthen a bit in January, um, Spurs, but. That's the only other one. They have done well this season. They've played some really good football. So they're the other one that I think could sneak into the top four, possibly.
0: Yeah, I think January transfer is going to be fascinating, particularly for teams like Newcastle, who are so ridden with injuries. It's not funny. You know, Gordon went off injured last night. Looks like it's a muscle injury, which, you know, you have to assume is going to be at least a bit of time on the sidelines. They've
1: Newcastle got- have got, their, got themselves to blame though because they've played the same start at eleven now for about fourteen games straight or something like that. Right? They haven't got
0: anyone to replace them, have they? That's but the they've got like they've, this point. You almost have to
1: play some youth in some of these. Like in the like, against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup, for example. Right, you got to take a take a hit. Be like, right, okay, you know, this is a, this is a competition that we'd love to try and win, but our the health of our players must come first. We'll play a couple of youth players in this competition, like. You can't just keep playing these lads over and over and over again. There are other players that you can play to try and preserve the health of these players. And I think ultimately you're almost you're almost gonna be the architect of your own demise if you just keep playing these players over and over again. I'm not suggesting that they should do that. They they should rotate like that in the league, but at least in some of these like in the Carabao Cup games or stuff, they should.
0: Yeah, no, I do. I, I agree, and uh, but I think it still will be interesting who they bring in. Yeah. See, they've got the financial muscle, but it's FFP is the problem. Why they didn't spend, you know, extraordinary money in the summer, but now they've got the UCL money behind them. Admittedly, only for the group phase. Then you know maybe they've got a bit more money to spend in the transfer window. But okay, so for my top four, I think the Man City have had their shit spell now. I think they've they've had injuries, they've had problems with stuff. I just think they're going to get it together and. You know, you say that they don't frighten you right now. It frightened me just seeing a picture of Kevin De Bruyne training on the pitch.
1: Yeah, because he like, looks homeless now, though, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, he's older, <laughs> he's injury-prone, but if they can keep him fit for six months, if they, if Haaland isn't out for too long, I just think that like, they're the best team in the league by a long way. Um, so I think that they will come through and win it, and I hate myself for that, because I'd much rather have Arsenal, Liverpool, even Villa win it. But I think Arsenal finish second. But with all of these, if a team like Arsenal loses Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, then they're buggered. You know, the replacements they have to come in are are good players, but they're not great players. Uh, So I think Arsenal finished second. I think Liverpool finished third. I think Villa, weirdly, if you look at their squad, they've actually got depth at every position. You know, they've got lots of decent wingers. They've got Bailey, Diaby you know, that can play there. They've got Ramsey coming back mcginn can play further forward they've got duran and um uh, what's his name um ollie watkins up front that can rotate in games they've got uh, the back line they've got a different player for each position and that's even with mings out admittedly a lot of their players aren't great players but the drop off between that first player and the second player is, n- is nowhere near as high than it is if say arsenal or liverpool or you know, Man City lose a player because Man City's depth isn't great either. So well, I think the title will be won this season by the team that gets the fewest injuries in the next sort of four months or so.
1: That's kind of what I was touching on with with Newcastle is that, I mean, I appreciate Newcastle in the Champions League, not the Conference League, but at least Villa have been massively rotating in the Conference League when that comes around. And I think that Newcastle, I mean, we all knew already at the start of the season, I think most people... um could have sat there instead at the start of the season, Newcastle don't have the depth to play European Carabao Cup, FA Cup and Premier League football, right? They didn't do a huge amount about it in terms of bringing in more depth and they just have not rotated. So I think, yeah, it, it will come down to sort of who gets less injuries, but I think also who's the best prepared to be in this position. And at the moment, the top four deserve to be the top four in terms of their preparation level. And, and and there are some teams where, like, I mean, for United, for example, we, we had 4 setbacks centre-backs, and at one point we're down to one. So, like, the, it happens, but it also I think some teams are more prepared than others.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Right, let's move on. Um, I don't want to spend too long talking about the next thing, but it is something that's increasingly winding me up, and that is Twitter negativity. If you don't go on Twitter, you won't have noticed, but if you spend any time on Twitter searching so rare stuff, then you you'll have noticed the constant negativity that comes out, you know, not just from like, uh, you know, general users, but often from sort of like, you know, the bigger guys within the community who should know better, you know, if you've got a problem, speak about it with so rare, speak about it with someone that can actually make a difference, just outing your sort of dirty laundry. And I spoke to like, I think, two or three people this morning alone about this and said, look, you know, let's try and calm it, try and put out a positive tweet now and again. You know, because we all want the same thing. We all want so rare to be better, to do better, and for the platform to be a success. We all love this platform. You know, that the goal of SoRares and the goal of ours, you know, are intertwined. And I just think that it does nobody go, any good going onto Twitter and just seeing constant you know, drivel. You know, and there are people out there that, you know, put out positive tweets. You know, they may not always have a, a positive undertone, but they try and put positive slant on it. You people like M Penn, who, you know, we've spoken about in the past, he puts, you know, articles out from time to time. And, you know, sometimes they may be a little critical, but often, you know, they're just realistic. And he, he the most important thing is he offers solutions. Is there anything you guys wanted to mention about this or should we just move on?
2: I don't have that much to add, really. I just think, like you say, I think, you know, rather than de-destructive uh, criticism, Trying to have some constructive criticism. It's fine to criticize things and and air your grievances, but maybe you know provide solutions and ideas that that you know can be helpful and and, and people can see. And I think you know we know that so rare Mem- members of staff are very active on on social media and and they they look at what we post and look at what users are are providing in terms of feedback. So yeah, just you know everyone likes thinking about the game everyone likes talking about the game but but maybe if you are unhappy about something offer a solution or offer a um, you know an idea that could be acted on and um, you know you hope might might come to fruition that's all I can add to it really
1: I think my my gripe is that there are so many nothing problems people have with so rare like literal worthless meaningless problems that don't warrant the negativity like i understand the gripes with rewards at the moment because rewards have been broken but there are so many issues and gripes that are that are simply nothing issues that people seem to have with no solution but also i just feel like it's just moaning for the sake of moaning most of the time i don't feel like i see a lot of actual issues or or problems with weight these days it's just moaning for the sake of moaning so I think but the the other thing with that with those people i feel like a lot of the time now you can actually sort of see which ones are the the ones to actually take notice of and which ones are to ignore like the amount of people i've either muted unfollowed or, or just or just straight up ignore with their problems nowadays because it's like watching fucking primary school kids like brainstorm like these stupid ideas to do like and most of the time these stupid ideas involve so rare either opening a new competition or spe- or putting more money in it's just like it's just silliness really I-, I feel like for so rare it must be exhausting seeing these grown adults constantly come up with the same solution which involves them either not minting cards for a fucking card minting company or Putting in millions of dollars into the prize pool or opening more competitions, like you can't want your cards to go up, there to be less supply, and a new fucking competition to be opened. How stupid does that sound? They just contradict each other, you morons. So, anyway, that's my thoughts on it. Not yeah, bad.
2: Blood pressure's going out of control there, right?
0: I was
1: just getting worked up as I was talking about it because that's I, I find it so dumb. Like these people want these uh, they want everything they want their cake they want to eat it too they want to freaking bake it themselves whilst going going to the baker shop and buying it from there like it's just i losing
2: weight at the same time
1: exactly it's, it's silliness <laughs> like how can you possibly want your cards to go up in price but there to be like but rewards to be easier to be won but like there to be more rewards to win more competitions fucking less less fucking minting like more money in com oh man it's just i think
2: it's a conversation for another day almost in terms of ideas of, of things that you know um we'd like to see from the game and and perhaps we have a an episode going into the new year where we you know we all come up with a few ideas of, of positives and and suggestions and you know perhaps we we put that out there on you know on twitter and get some some ideas from the community about what people would like to see in the game next year and have a chat about that in the next couple of weeks. Cause I think that, that's the way that's the way things change and that and that's a kind of positive spin on it, I think, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Right, should we move on then? So we've got a couple of games to play here. We've got uh Brucie Forsyth sitting there, aka Chris, a.k.a. Ballstar, who's going to be playing a little game with me and Ryan. Uh the winner gets nothing apart from Kudos, which some might argue is more Oh, rare
1: or super rare Kudos?
0: Oh, super rare kudos.
1: (laughs) He's he's been doing well for West Ham.
0: (laughs) Very good. Yeah, he did actually look really good, didn't he, last weekend? Some of those finishes as well. Uh, Anyway, moving on. So I'll pass the the hosting duties across to Bruce Bruce Forsyth. Nice to see you. To
2: see you. you?
0: (laughs) Is he the one that
1: went seven? Is that
2: Bruce Forsyth? Yeah, this is where you were born. This, this show, so anyway, I'm gonna I'll introduce what it is because Ryan won't have a clue what we're talk, talking about here. So, um, it's a game show from the 80s called "Play Your Cards Right." Um, I'm gonna play the music for you just to familiarise uh, the older listeners with the uh, the show, uh, and then I'll explain the rules of the of the game. Um, it's going to be David versus uh, Ryan, and winner takes all. Takes the pride of the super play your cards right Christmas special. So let's go.
0: Not sure how many listeners would have stuck with us now, but anyway, (laughs) we're
1: now being sued for copyright.
2: recognize it to So, yeah, play (laughs) your cards right, guys. Okay. So, the rules of the game are I've got. I've got a little bag ready, look at this, a little bag of cards. On the cards, sorry, in the bag, there are 11 cards with different players' names on. I am going to read out the player name, read out the game week, read out the opponent they played during that game week and whether they got a decisive action or not in that game. You then have to guess whether the score of that card is higher or lower than the previous player that was picked out. Okay, we're
0: gonna keep our hands in screening. Yeah, right. I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs>
2: no cheating. If you cheat, if I think you're cheating, you am automatically disqualified. If
1: we if we just hold our
2: hands up here, we can't yeah. cheat. Yeah. anyway. We? we like hold our hands up for the next five minutes. There we go. I'll keep scores. We've got eleven cards. I'm not sure how to start. If we just say, I've got a coin. Flip yeah, so,
0: the digital.
2: Flip the coin then. I've got a coin here. Okay, so who wants to go heads or tails? Heads. It is tails. Yeah. Ryan, I'm. I should have told this beforehand. It's a double-sided coin with tails. I'm <laughs> ah, oh, sorry about that. You over there, David? You can go first. I'm going to pick a card out of the bag, mix them all up. Who we got first? Is it one
0: of our? Is it cards from our galleries?
2: Yeah. So the other thing is, so so to keep it on topic, the cards I've chosen, the players have chosen, are I think all previous player picks that we've had over the last few months in our player pick game that David runs each week. So you should be quite familiar with the choices. So here we go. Anyway, first one is for you, um, and I know you have this player, is Rayan Revelloson from Auxerre. He was playing against Grenoble game week 401. He did not get a decisive in the game. Just give him a... Tell me the score. It doesn't matter for the first one, really, to be fair.
0: Okay. Um what do you think he got?
2: 68.2. He got 29.8. He was subbed on in the game. So I was close. Okay. But
0: that doesn't count for anything, does it?
2: Ryan, I'll pick yours out. Aha! One of Ryan's players as well. So Oscar Plano from LJ. Opponent was Huesca. Game week 417. He did not get a decisive. Is his score higher or lower than Ryan Rivellison's 29.8. Oh, It'll be, be higher, I reckon, maybe like 37. It was higher, indeed. So as a point for you, we got 52.8 in that game. Oh, AA machine.
0: So actually, there was no benefit to going first, was there? Not any- oh, really.
2: I, I, yeah, I wasn't quite sure how to start it, but anyway, there we go. Yeah. Oh, okay, another favourite of the show. Pascal Gross, Brighton. Uh, opponent was Fulham. Game week four one nine. he did get a decisive. Was he higher or lower than Oscar Plano?
0: Well, I know he's higher because like, we just said that Piano got like 30 or something, didn't he? No, Plano got 52.8. Okay, well, I'll go with higher as a guess then, saying as 60 is a decisive.
2: He got 79.4. One all. Okay, Ryan, another favourite, one of David's uh, picks, Frank Honorat from Borussia Mönchengladbach. Opponent was Cologne. Game week four one seven. He did get a decisive. Did you just call Cologne? Köln? Cologne is the German pronunciation. I think you're fine. Ah, okay. K o l n.
0: I'm not convinced it is. I just think it's. No, crazy. it's Cologne. Yeah.
2: It's Cologne. Cologne. I've got a. i have got a
1: What was so? Is, is it higher or lower than Pascal Gross?
2: Yeah. Gross got seventy nine point four. You know Honor. I did get a decisive.
0: Oh, this could be
1: tight. You know, you know, Honorat. He's the what? What do? You, what was he like? The highest fucking guy that's ever made a uh, path in his life or some crap. According to David, so I'm going to say higher. <laughs> I reckon he got a bunch of big
2: chances created. So I'm going to say higher. Incorrect. He got yeah. 61. He's
1: shit, AA.
0: mate.
1: What aa He's wank.
0: <laughs> the problem is he's a midfielder, so he loses possession so much with all the cross. Hey,
2: oh. oh, my personal favorite, Tolga. Sigeci from Ankara Gucu. Opponent was Istanbul Basak Sahir. Game week 41, he did get a decisive Is it oh, higher well. or lower than Frank Conrad? Uh,
0: yeah. Definitely
2: higher. Correct. Oh, Not yeah. much though. Four point seven. Oh. Rubbish AA for Tolga in that game.
1: Rare, bad AA game.
0: Do you, out of interest, oh. do, you, do you have any idea when he's back?
2: Soon, I think. At next Two weeks, I think. I don't think he's back in training yet, though. So, no, um... he's not there. No. Okay. Um, one from Ryan's gallery for him here. Uh, goat of the game, Joshua Kimmich oh, by Munich. Good. Opponent was Freiburg, game week 413. He did not get a decisive. Is he higher or lower than Tolga's 64.7? I'm
1: going to say higher, I hear about 67.
2: Correct. He got 77.1. Aa machine. Himmich. Hey David. One of my favourites. Tony Fruk from no. Decker. Opponent <laughs> was Varazdin. Game week four oh three. He did get a decisive Higher or low than seventy seven point
1: one. What? Oh, Fucking hell!
0: Oh, that's tough. Because he does have a bit of AA, but I've noticed sometimes he'll get like a decisive and. He'll still only have like, you know, 60 points, because he takes some of the sets as well, doesn't he? So uh, come on, trust yourself, monkey! I'm gonna go uh, higher.
2: Lower is the uh, 61.8 you got in that one. Trust your gut! Come on! So it's still two oh, all. Ah, another, another one of Ryan's players. Is that two all then still. Two all. So um Tony Fruit got sixty one point eight, remember Ryan. Yeah. Davidson from Wuhan Three Towns. Whoa. Opponent was Ura- Ura- I'm getting in, I'm getting in a tongue twist here. Arawa Ura- Reds. Ura- Reds. Ura- Reds. Game week four oh eight. He did get a decisive. Is he higher or lower than Tony Fruit with sixty one point
1: eight? In week four oh eight. What game are we here at the minute? Like four forty somewhere, aren't we? This oh, yeah. though,
2: Seven.
1: I'm gonna say higher. I don't I don't think it'd be by much
2: though. Okay. It was lower. He got a flat sixty with no AA.
1: Yeah, I don't think it'd be super high. I thought the he got decent AA. Player. He does, yeah, but he'd have got like there was he had one game against Aurora where he got like a seventy eight, but then one where he
2: like missed a pen and shit like that. So right. Okay. Second Reka player of the show, um one of David's a player pick who talks about Five minutes and didn't read his name out. Mate <laughs> Mitrovic, <laughs> um, centre back for Rijeka. Uh, opponent was Osiek, game week 407, and he did get a decisive. Is he higher or lower than Davidson in 60?
0: Hey, <laughs> I'll go with higher, please, Chris.
2: Correct. 72.66. Only 12 AA? Yeah, not a lot. Uh, okay. Um, Ryan, Juan Brunetta from Santos Laguna. He's just moved to Tigres as well. Oh, is he um, confirmed? I think so, yeah. Um, it's his forward card, this one, I've jotted down as well, because he does have mid cards. He was playing against Mazatlan, not Matalan, Mazatlan. I um, yeah. that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Game week 4.20, he did not get a decisive. Is he higher or lower than 72.66? I say lower. That's incorrect. He got yeah. seventy-five point eight. The goat, AA machine. Okay, we already have a winner, but I'm going to read out the last one anyway. Roman Del Castillo from Brest. Oh God! This another is the midfield that card.
0: Can do well or do shit.
2: Yeah, this is the midfield card. He was playing against Paris Saint Germain. Game week four one nine, and he did get a decisive higher or lower than seventy-five point eight. I'm going to go lower that is correct
0: yes David
2: you are the winner seven to three well done
0: and we said at the start that the, the other person is buying a super rare kudos did we <laughs> nice Very My will be open and waiting <laughs> oh thank you Chris hope That's you enjoyed funny. it anyway well I think like maybe like if you didn't say the decisive I know that you like it can be so broad it would have made it easy because some of those it was quite obvious but luck of the draw but thank you for doing that chris it was a lot of fun winning no it worries. was a lot of fun right i think we've got five minutes left because chris has got to dash out um so let's get the picks game underway and we are after last week so the picks for last week i picked luke browers from Veen. sean aka it's haber aka ryan aka ryan's dad uh picked carl starfelt and um chris you picked uh C- cabrillo is that correct i can't i can't even read my own writing
2: yeah he, he was a dmp as well he pulled his hamstring yeah so your guy was dmp apartment.
0: um asphalt as uh i know mcbride likes to call him <laughs> from his celtic days also dmp'd although literally i can't find any news about what's wrong with him it seems a bit weird um and so i just needed my guy to not dmp to actually g- claim a point and he did he didn't do particularly well i think it was like 35 points or something like that but uh that uh, pulls the gap back a little bit so the scores on the doors are six to Ryan, four to me and three to chris it must be a long time since you've won chris because i remember at one point you leading you having three and you leading Terrible picks. I What's mean, again,
2: Rieka was 100% the right call. I just chose a player that DMP'd.
0: Yeah. yeah <laughs> I could have done any, any of the other players other players. Did well, didn't they? So, yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, Jankovic, Deleva, any of those guys, 80 yard, and it would have been uh, an easy win. But um, there you go. Um, right, do you want to give this...
0: us your pick for this week, then? And it's a quite a short week, isn't it? There's not loads of games.
2: Yeah. Um, so, a lot of, yeah. Uh, I've gone for a, a Turkish player this week. So, um, I'm going to go with Samu Saiz from Sivaspor. So he plays at home against Istanbul Spur, who are bottom of the league in Turkey. Um, it's pretty consistent. He takes corners from one side, um, shares sets. Last four games, he's had three flat 60s, which is a bit worrying because his AA has been rubbish. And then a 69.3 last time out. But for the decisives... In his last four games, um, and Istanbul Sport are pretty rubbish, so oh, they, I'm gonna they go. They are for the that.
0: worst side, aren't they? In uh, yeah,
2: so, but he's good. I mean, he's got some real solid scores. Locker, has got a couple of hundreds in his uh, in his L40 as well, so um, yeah, big scorer potentially, and um uh, and he's cheap as chips
0: as well. Literally, like, uh, chip, yeah. I'm just looking now, his floor is about three pounds eighty. Um and last auction was not much more than 350. So he's cheap and he's rare, yep. 35 quid.
2: Yep, so I'm gonna go with him. Samu says.
0: Nice. Ryan, are you ready or should I go? Yeah, I'm
1: ready. Uh, What's the max price in terms of like for rare?
0: Well, I think we increased it a little bit this week. So a little bit of leeway, just because there's so few teams playing. So rare has got to be what, under 80 quid or something like that.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go with Diego Carlos from Villa. They play, they play Sheffield United at home. Uh, he's been getting some pretty big scores lately. Um, and I just feel like it's one of those games where Villa are gonna control the game, should get a clean sheet, should have big scores across the doors. I was gonna go with Leon Bailey, but he's just out of the price range by about tenner. So yeah, Diego Carlos, forty two nice. quid for the rare is is his floor, but he actually was selling at twenty eight quid. So solid solid
0: okay that's pretty decent right i have got a few ideas about who i'm going to go with which one should i go with i am going to go with sean longstaff for newcastle he is back from injury he's back in the side i hope he hasn't got injured again because it seems like newcastle have got a shitload of injuries newcastle and genk and a couple of other teams but they're the two bigger ones have both got double game weeks, so it gives me a double shot to try and beat you, he is a bit AA reliant, so I'm banking on the fact that he's going to get a goal in one of those games, because Samu and Carlos, I think, will definitely outscore him AA wise, uh, but they have got two easier games, so fingers crossed, you never know, uh, so Sean Longstaff is my guy, and he is limited about what 385 was his last sold and his rare 35 quid so that is everything as per usual at the end of a podcast chris is now sitting there in his coat ready to go to his appointment that he has to shoot off to imminently apologies lastly before we get out of here i thought i'd actually put the competition prizes on the positions last week um and then must have completely forgotten deleted the notification on my phone to do it uh, Chris kindly reminded me last night. So I have done them and I will post them in the next couple of hours. Uh, so anything else you guys want to say before we get the F out of here? No. Yeah.
2: Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas, yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everyone. And I we hope you all get coal. We'll get coal. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Nice coal, like high quality coal. Right, we'll be back next week to have a little bit of a review of the year. um And then. We plough on into the new year after that. But nice to uh nice to see you guys and I'm sure we'll be chatting over the next few days. Bye. Bye bye. Cheers, Cheers. both.